support for the Bronx Bomber Babble podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Really happy to be working with such a great company who have really revolutionized the shaving below the waist game. Guys, we've all been there. Shaving down low has always been a pain, but not anymore with the new Manscaped 3.0 lawnmower. I just got mine last week and wow, I've never felt better down there. It's a waterproof razor so you could use it in the shower. And it also has an LED flashlight, which really is a game changer because it gives you a great view at what you're shaving, and it helps you avoid those annoying nicks and cuts. Manscaped is an amazing company, and we want you to try it. Now you can get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code BABBLE at checkout. So visit manscaped.com and get 20% off your order plus free shipping when you use the code BABBLE. That's B-A-B-B-L-E, BABBLE. Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And we are live for the 67th episode of the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luz Luigi, and tonight I'm with Alex and I'm with G. How are we doing, guys? Not too bad. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, as you guys, the audience just heard, we got our first sponsorship. Really happy to be working with Manscaped. Awesome company. We've been using their products now for about the past week. And, man, it's life-changing stuff. As you guys That's heard, fantastic. go get it. Use code BABBEL, 20% off, free shipping. Yeah, we're here for a quick episode tonight. A few things happening. It's going to be a weird off-season. Very weird. I think every NLB off-season is kind of weird. But now with COVID, it's just, I mean, no one's going to want to pay anyone. So... Obviously, guys, a lot of a lot of surprising moves being made in terms of guys not being brought back and guys who are pretty good players just not being options not being picked up. Uh, the Yankees recently didn't pick up the options of Jay Happ and Brett Gardner, which I think obviously both were very expected. Mm-hmm. Um, don't expect to see Happ back, even though hope not. <laughs> yeah, um, it's crazy. Happ four point one three career or not career but era with the yankees so it's not like he was terrible but just very I think a lot of that is skewed from 28 oh yeah though. i mean absolutely but just very unspectacular very just very j-hap obviously mm. his last game his last appearance with the yanks will be that relief appearance which he complained about and a lot of fans complained about just a shit situation um best of luck j-hap wherever he goes but it's not gonna be with the yankees i'll tell you that guardy Guardy, I expect to see back. Yeah, um, we I think all we can all say he yeah. probably. It's more likely than not that he will be back. This is the move they've been doing with him for a couple of years now. Season salary is too high, and he's getting another year older. So they just, you know, let him become a free agent and then get him on a lower number. Yeah, I feel like this is the fifth time they've declined a Guardy contract option yeah. in the last like eight years. But yeah, you know, Guardy, I could see one year, four mil, fourth outfielder. Hopefully everyone stays healthy. And in a full season, ideally only plays around 100 games, give or take. Because, yeah, there's really just not a whole lot of backup outfielders on, mm-hmm. in the free agent market, especially this year. Like, just might as well just stick with Guardy. I feel like it's got to be like the least stressful negotiation of all time. He seems like obviously just a chill, keeps to himself, easygoing guy, but it's just like, well, not going to And he's also said it, like, he wants to come back, too. Or that he plans on playing, and I would imagine that's 
basically indirectly saying that he wants and, to come back. And it's tough for me to blame guys because guys, if you went into the season, let's say back in I don't know February, and you said, "All right, this is my last season," mm-hmm. and then COVID happens, stop, you kind of say, "Okay, that was like seventy games I played. Uh, I can play one more season." That wasn't a full that. season. Yeah, yeah, like let me get a real full last season. So yeah, I expect to see uh, Guardy back. I think we all do. I was going to say, in, they can actually plan for him, and hopefully it'll actually materialize that he'll be the backup outfielder, or like a yeah. fourth or fifth outfielder, or like mm-hmm. a rotate in for guys here and there and not wind up playing 60 or 70% of the games as a starter because XYZ people get hurt again. Like <laughs> This does seem like the third year in a row that he's been signed as the fourth outfielder, and mm-hmm. every single year he's just ended up playing a lot. Yeah. yeah. What happens when your entire outfield gets hurt every year? All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> moving on. That. Um, the guy guy that we will be seeing in pinstripes for certain over the next couple of years, Zach Britton. The Yankees picked up his option. Really happy about that. Very well deserved. The ZB's been awesome for us. Um, I believe he'll be getting paid thirteen and fourteen million over the next couple of years. So we were talking about before the show. I mean, Zach Britton. Now, three years with the Yankees, 105 and a third innings pitch. It's only allowed five home runs, which is really saying something in today's current climate of baseball mm-hmm. where it seems guys are swinging for years, the fences. The last few years, everyone's been giving yeah. up runs. And that's like, not that's not like even guys swinging for the fences. Right the ball's being juiced and just guys who career-high homers were eight keep turning into, like, 26. Yeah. So yeah, just to basically go, I think he went – I think he, I believe he gave up because he didn't give up any this year, and obviously shortened season. He only threw about 20 innings, but yeah, no home runs this year, and then five in the two years before that combined. So he he's been awesome. Good to have him back, especially we'll talk about this next. Especially losing Canley to Tommy John, and then him being a free agent. So if we would have lost Britain as well, that's just two major guys that we're all already without one major guy in our bullpen. Couldn't really afford to lose Britain, and we still, even with Britain, probably still need some bullpen help. So I mean, yeah, yeah, they definitely need to. Like, it would have not made any sense, but even with Britain, that's probably got to be a priority. I feel like everyone's always looking for bullpen guys, but like, if the Yankees are gonna like really make a run at it, they need to get their bullpen back to where it was like probably two years ago, definitely. where they had like four or so like really reliable guys. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Tommy Canley, he. Chose free agency, and at first, a lot of obviously the Yankees posted this tweet, and they kind of got ratioed, and a lot of people were like, "What the hell are we doing?" They're all sad, but look, there's there's not a market for Tommy Cam. He's not going to be available to pitch in 2021. He, he's, I mean, unless he makes an Aaron Hicks like recovery, I mean, Tommy John, which is obviously not, not likely because he's a pitcher. Hicks, exactly. Hicks he got hurt his, in uh, yeah. No, I'm saying like he it's up for pitch. What, like late July, like it's yeah. he's not even going to be close. Yeah, no, that's exactly. Season. He he would be lucky to make the start of 2022. To be honest, if you yeah. just never know how Tommy John rehab goes in terms of getting your arm strength back. So yeah, Canley, there's not going to be a market for Canley. He's, I mean, I I'd be shocked if like any team signed him. Right, I I, could, I just see the Yankees signing him maybe for like two years, three million, I, almost I think paying if him he to does rehab. Sign, it's going to be the classic like two million, the two year. Like backloaded contract. Yeah, yeah, just almost kind of pay a guy to rehab on yeah. the time. Say, I All mean, right, you have that's what they, yeah, that's what they did with with Adam Warren two years ago, and then wound up releasing him this year because he was because of all the COVID roster like mm-hmm. changes. Signed him to a two year contract with like absolutely no hope of him 
playing at all in year one. I and definitely a lot of that. you've seen a lot. We've seen a lot of teams do that. The Rays did that with uh, Nathan Avaldi too. They signed him for two. They signed him for two years, knowing that either the entirety or the majority of the first year he's not going to pitch, just so that they have the certainty that they're going to have him for the second year and they have control over him while he's rehabbing and stuff. I mean, I think they really should do that. One, because, like, if he comes back with even most of or part of whatever he was, like, then he'd be Mm -hmm. a huge addition again coming back. Like, that. I don't know, the whole injury just sucked. One, because you could have looked this – the way the season played out. The Yankees the really, really missed Canley in the bullpen this yeah, year. Yeah, like, but that definitely sucks. The few so appearances was... he had, he looked very good. Mm-hmm. And obviously, small sample size, but, yeah. That was... In this entire year, it almost it almost felt like the Yankees just were missing something in the bullpen. They would have Chapman and Britton, and they would be, you know, typical Chapman and Britton. Green was good for a while, but other than that, it wasn't. they didn't have many overly reliable guys. And you saw them using guys like Nick Nelson and uh, – like, Johnny Lasagna became like one of our main yeah. bullpen guys, and he, I, I think it happened in the Indians game, in that yeah, game exactly. one, where when Lasagna Johnny Lasagna came, came into that game, I'm just like, I thought to myself for like, thinking like, what the fuck is Lasagna doing in this game? And then I'm like, wait, we don't have anyone else. Like, th- yeah. this is who we have. They were going <laughs> to like, it's not that great right now. They were going to Lasagna, and even Jonathan Holder, I look at as like the second tier game is over, white flag type pitcher behind Sessa. Him and Sessa both had solid years, to be fair. I just Jonathan still really Holder, don't trust either. I, I, no, I, I don't trust either because of them, but neither yeah, of them were bad. Say, I don't care if Holder has a one ERA like he did in that span. Like I think I want to say it was 2018. He was just had a span where his ERA was like under two. I will never trust him yeah. in a game. No, I mean, look, this is what I think about Holder. As Sessa, God bless him, I feel like he knows because as soon as the game – is a blot. He's just automatically up, warming up, whether they're way ahead or way behind. Like he just knows that that's his time. Holder. The, all, all I'll say about Holder, since he's been good for stretches in his career, is that you just have to know when to use him. You yeah. have to know the right situation, and otherwise, if you use him, if you're using Jonathan Holder or like Lasagna in close games, in playoff games, like they were, then you have a little bit of an issue. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, those are not guys. That's when it hit me, like, oh wait, wow, we're using yeah, we're using Johnny Lasagna in like a close playoff game. Mm -hmm. This is where we're at. So yeah, uh, you know, obviously that's because Canley out and Otto paying eight million for per year, and he kind of just forgot how to pitch. So yeah, like it was so immediate, like the the changeover from what he was for like the first half of 2019 to now. It's it really is seems like he fucking forgot how to pitch. Like it's I mean, crazy. He, he did. If you look at his numbers with Colorado, he did have some bad years. He didn't have. Uh, yeah, he had some bad games. He had some good games. But like, I would love to blame his struggles this year on this year not being a normal year. And I mean, you we'll could maybe see next year if I mean, that's true. But if he comes back I mean, out and has no yeah control of the strike zone and his sliders just you know hanging over the plate. If Cashman were to be like, the hell with it, we can, some team wants him in a trade or whatever, and I'm just going to not want to ride that roller coaster and hopefully get someone more reliable, I wouldn't even hate it at all. But if he also says, like, oh, he's got good stuff and we're going to try and get it back, like, that's fine. I'm just, it's not an experience that I'd rather live through again to worry each and every night if he's going to be okay enough to get one or two outs. Like, exactly. 
there's a lot of really good names on the market in terms of bullpen guys. Uh, we'll kind of talk. We'll probably talk more about uh, like a full-on free agent episode sometime, maybe later in the week or next week, just because it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough to see how the free agent class is shaking out now. Like, I feel Mark like we're gonna get still... some surprises in the next week or so in terms yeah. of guys becoming free agents. I mean, like Brad Hand. When I heard that, I know he. I think Cleveland basically got him back, but like I mean, they're they didn't pick up his option. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Like, this guy's one of the best relief pitchers in baseball. Charlie Dude, Morin, too. The Rays yeah, just Charlie did, Morin. The Rays had Charlie Morin had an option for him for $15 million and they didn't even I mean, think about picking that up. The Rays for $15 million, yeah. Dude, Brad Hand didn't get claimed, doesn't that? That saves him, like, no money that's at all. The, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the weirdest part of it. It's almost like MLB and all their owners, like, they just, they're like, all right, we're going to put Brad Clay, but no one claim him, though. Like, just no one claim Like, all right, sounds MLB good. MLB owners. Because we're all just sitting here like, like, yo, like <laughs> this guy's good as hell. Why who yeah. the hell wouldn't want this guy? But, yeah, it's, a, it's always. Apparently nobody wanted <laughs> one of the best relievers in the AL this year. Yeah, it's like, this guy, Dude. what's this guy's ERA last five years? Like, 2.3? Like, <laughs> oh, and he's a lefty? And he, yeah, who needs that? Who needs that? We Not yet. Uh, Johnny Lasagna's 4-3 ERA. Uh, you could get Adam Adovino not knowing how to throw a strike. Um, yeah, so in terms of other free agents among the league, uh, six guys were um, – were, there were six main guys given qualifying offers today for, I believe, what's number, 18.9 million? Yeah. It was yeah. Trevor Bauer, Marcus Stroman, Kevin Gosman, DJ LeMay, who the hell is that, George Springer, <laughs> and JT Realmuto. Now, None of those guys surprised me except Gosman. Yeah, right. If I'm yeah. look like Bauer, DJ, Springer, and JT are all just gonna decline that like that. Yeah. But if I'm Strowman and Gosman, I'm taking that. Like, who the hell is gonna give Strowman anything close to the no one's gonna give twenty million? Strowman didn't play this year. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what the who's giving Strowman more than like eight million a year? Like, yeah. I, I'm taking the hell out of that. If I'm Strowman, like, like Gosman. If if Strowman doesn't take the qualifying offer because one, he voluntarily opted out, which is totally fine because that, you know, the real, very real health concerns of playing, like it's fine, but no, I have no problem. He also got, he also got, you also can't expect to just get like to cash out in the off season when you don't play. No, but he got, no, but he got hurt, right? He was, he wound up getting hurt too, I guess after that. But the, the, the long and short of it is if he winds up not, Accepting the qualifying offer, you really have to question who the hell's giving him advice because that would just be really fucking stupid on his part. Like yeah. after getting hurt and not playing, and just in general, it would be really silly. I think, but I mean, yeah. um, see, Kevin but... Go- Kevin Gosman is an interesting case because his numbers for this year are not bad by any means, but they're not. I mean, great. How much Those numbers? How much... He went. He st- he pitched in twelve games, made ten starts, three six two ERA, fifty nine and two thirds innings, fifty hits, sixteen walks, seventy nine strikeouts, eight home runs allowed in those innings. Like that's not bad at all, but that's not a nineteen million dollar salary pitcher right there. No, yeah. but I mean, like it's just the team probably wants a. Um, I just want a comp pick you know right like yeah but I think all that I'm, great if, I, if i'm him i'm i'm also taking that because there's no way that gosman's gonna get 19 million yeah yeah, yeah him and Stroman should jump on that immediately okay. the other four will obviously get way more money on the mm-hmm. open market um 
Or who, Cough, I mean, honestly, though, who knows with this offseason? Like, watch, like, none of these. I, have a, I kind watch of, none of the, that... I feel like it's, remember in, uh, when Harper and Machado, when they weren't signed, it was, like, late January and neither were signed? I feel like that's, that's going to happen to Springer, honestly. Because I feel like Springer's the type that's going to want, like, $200 million. Dude, that's still low-key kind of, like, And a lot of time. guys are going to not want to bring, are going to have questions about bringing an Astro on their team. Exactly. In terms of, like, clubhouse chemistry. And, like, all right. But, and, you, I mean, Springer's a, Springer's a really good hitter, but at the same time, you never know. I think he'd I have mean, to go to, like, NL, honestly. If you were playing yeah, in the I, he could not just, like, a random team. Yeah. If you were bringing an Astro onto your team, I think, obviously, like, behavior might be a concern. But considering the way that, for regular season anyway, like, Bregman and, and Altuve, like, all of them, their performance dropped off so dramatically, you know, obviously it's not a regular, regular season, but like all their performance dropped off so dramatically. That's what would give me pause yeah, before Spring, anything. Uh, Springer's performance didn't drop off this year. I'm just saying. Springer generally. was just as good as he was last year, this year. Springer and Correa are the two guys I'm convinced are like actually really good on the Astros. In terms uh, of Correa. Correa has not really done anything in the regular season ever. I just, I still believe Correa. I mean, dude, Correa is what, 23, 25? He's still really oh, young. God, no, he's older than that. 20, he just turned Correa 26. Correa debuted in 2015. He just turned 26. I dude, thought he was like 24, 25. If, in like still, a regular, like, I, I still think Correa is going to be really good. In like a regular climate, free agent wise and non world burning to the ground wise, you'd be like, George Springer's about to get like massively massively paid if it was a normal if this was like the 2014 2015 free agent market i could see springer getting 200 to 220 like seven seven years almost like the david price contract seven years like pretty wild no he he definitely would but i mean like it seems crazy that i don't know i mean you think the astros are going to actually retain him like i feel like I i don't think he wants to go back to the astros I think a lot. I think a lot of guys kind of just want to get away from that, just because the whole hatred and they kind of like let it fuel them. But at the same time, I feel like in the back of their minds, they're like, yeah, this is kind of annoying. Like, I, just I feel like, like they don't I, really I, believe I that. Would wanna, I would want to yeah. like almost like rebuild my image. Yeah, like I just want to go to like a random team, like the Reds or like the Rock, who like whoever, you know, just like you a random to, team that I can kind of like. Runs on the Rockies. If he just go, if a guy like Springer just goes to a. You know, a random team. They just pick any random NL team and kind of does well and rewrites himself. Like those fans aren't gonna like give a shit about the Astros. Like, those home, like mo- some will, but like mo- for the most part, like if he does well for their hometown team, like they're not gonna be like, oh fuck this guy because he was part of the Astros and they're gonna root for so, him. No matter yeah, what. exactly. So I, feel I like can see a lot of guys wanting to disassociate with the Astros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably the best way for at least a few of them to like actually rebuild their personal brand to get rid of all that. You just have to get away from where it happened. Like, yeah. Also interesting thing, I guess, in terms of like free agency for the Astros, they didn't give Michael Brantley a qualifying offer and he was pretty, pretty good last year. So see, I can see that, but at the same time, he doesn't really have that much defensive value. And his, his contract that he signed with them wasn't even for 19 million a year. I think it was the same that DJ signed. Oh, I mean, he would definitely, he would definitely accept that because he's got, a pretty oh, yeah. extensive injury history. So exactly, you would definitely. So if, I, if any team that needs a left-handed bat, I'm looking at. I mean, him to sign him up bat. for a couple. Of, I'm not going to sign him for 19 million a year again. Oh yeah, no, like 
he's going to get probably very underpaid, but he'll be a really good pickup for some team. Exactly. Because Brantley, that's there's a guy who Brantley's a guy who's just so consistent. Like I think he's yeah. hit between two ninety nine and like he's hit like three almost exactly three hundred each of the last four years. Almost exactly like a three sixty five OBP the last four. Like he's just you know what you're getting out of him. You know? Yeah, Brantley was a guy when he was with the Indians for like several years in a row. You'd just be like, all right, he's going to be unbelievable, and then he's going to get hurt, and it unfortunately for him yeah. happened. Most years, like he was really good, and then he just got hurt. Like yeah, he I had, a, I mean, I've he been... had a stretch from like I think it was like 2014 to or 2012 to like 15 where he was pretty healthy. But then yeah, 2016, 2017. He got, MV, he got MV, MVP votes a couple of the years too. Yeah, he finished uh, I think third in MVP voting in 14. He was Did awesome. He really? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up now. Let's see, 2014 MVP voting. Trout, Victor Martinez. Victor Martinez was second. Oh my God. Was he really? Yeah. And then yep, Michael Brantley third. Wow, that's great. Victor Martinez, MVP runner up. Well, twenty fourteen, that was the ti- that was the Tigers year of Scherzer, Verlander, and Price that they right. got swept by the Orioles in. The t- the juggernaut team that the Orioles just steamrolled. Yep. Twenty fourteen. It took like a completely different world in terms of I was about to say twenty four that just you could say that was eighteen years ago at this point, <laughs> I believe you. That just feels was that the year that ago. um like, was that the year we landed on the moon? <laughs> oh, my God. Is that the year that CC pitched a complete game to eliminate the Orioles in the in the division series? It was around that time. That was when the that Orioles. Was 2012. That was 2012. Because 2014. 2014, the Yankees didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, the Orioles made so the Orioles were Orioles made to the ALCS. Like yes, very limited, right? a limited amount of years. The Orioles were, like, actually pretty good. Like. Gee, 2014 was Jeter's last year. Yeah, Look, Alex, you got to give G a break when nine thirties passes bedtime. Like, you know, I will break. give him that. I'll He's, give him that. He hasn't had his uh his tea. Um, <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> all right. So, what else is there to talk about, guys? Um. Oh, something I saw on Twitter, which I found funny. Um, three Yankees are playing winter ball. Um, Domingo Herman, not Gary Sanchez, not surprising. And Miguel Andujar. Not surprising. I mean, that's good, though. And I, I mean, as much as it seems I, like I, silly. It, all I'm going to say is if I see a, a tweet that says Gary Sanchez in eight games, and the league is like two for 30, like 22 <laughs> strikeouts, I swear to get, re- release him right then and there. Yeah. Like, Cash no, should, like go to the, should go to the field of winter ball and tell Gary right then and there. Okay, yeah, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time in, like, six years, I think, that he's playing winter yeah, ball. Yeah, I think it's Which 15. is fine. I, 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 kudos to him for, like, trying to improve. But it's also winter ball, so I, I want him I to do well. Cool. But I'm also like not going to overreact if I see him hitting, like, a 500-foot home run off of, like, some 20-year-old, like – I am. I'm. To- I totally am. You know you're gonna. That's why you know you're gonna see that. Like people. No, we know you home. are. We know you are. <laughs> Get Gary Sanchez hits a 480 foot home run off like a 17 year old Dominican prospect, and everyone's gonna be like, he's back. He's back. Like that fastball is probably 83 miles per hour. Like let's calm down here. I much. I'm really interested to see what like Andujar does. Because he actually did have like a stretch where he was starting to look pretty decent at the plate again this year, but just. <laughs> I, the way I, the still roster. Will, I still will die on the hill that the fact that they didn't even have him on the rosters for each of the playoff series is makes no sense to me. Considering they scored one run in elimination game, I think that holds water. Yeah. 
He actually started hitting for the end of the year, and then they sent him down because they didn't have room for him, which makes sense. But then they didn't even have him on the roster, and they had Tyler Wade instead. Like, like maybe this is really? like a silly, stupid hot take, but I'm really – given the nature of the team and the injuries and the inconsistencies really much would have rather had a guy like Andy Har on the roster than Tyler Wade. It like completely screws your flexibility defensively, but like they also needed hitting and they just did not have it. Mm-hmm. Tyler Wade is a complete give up at the plate. You know, it's, it's crazy with the Yankees and this is mainly because of all the injuries they've had over the last few years. It just feels like there's so many, there's so many people that we're familiar with. That it's to the point where like, oh, wait, there's only a certain amount of roster spots and not all these guys can contribute because so many of these guys were just over the last couple of years have contributed when other guys who currently are healthy have been hurt. So there's, gonna say, so, the thing there's, that... only, there's only so much room for like all these guys. Like look at Talkman. Talkman didn't like he was awful this year and like he didn't play at all during the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I don't think he played like a single pitch and you kind of just forgot about it and meanwhile talkman that was like one of our better hitters last year right he's one of our best talkman had like one of the higher wars in all of yeah like he was literally like one of our three or four best hitters last year behind like dj and glaber so yeah i think that's interesting it's just crazy how shit changes right with so many players like good players are getting their options decline and like becoming free agents and like you know hal steinbrenner had gone on the radio and said we lost a lot of money like obviously no no one's disputing that the Yankees lost a lot of money because they're the Every, Yankees. That's the thing. Everyone lost money, though. Yeah, like, it's just fan base immediately got all, like, doom and gloom. Uh, like, we're going to just, you know, not sign anyone. Like, it's going to be bad. Like, I don't know. I like to believe that, like, them picking up $14 million on Britain's option mean, would mean that they're going to try and stick to the way they do business and, like, feel the competitive roster. But, like, if they are willing to spend at least a little bit. Yeah. There's a lot of players now that are going to be free agents that you can maybe upgrade your backup first baseman and get rid of Mike Ford or, like, get guys who otherwise wouldn't have been able to get if you're just willing to, like, go after them a little bit. We're never, get, we're never getting rid of Mike Ford. Mike Ford's here to stay. Mike Ford's the greatest. Dude, they Mike Ford is Mike Ford off of, like, a softball field somewhere, and now he's in the majors. Like, you got to give him credit. Like, <laughs> uh, well, got anything? Uh, yeah. Also, in other news, Yankees uh, outrighted Winston Sawyer. F. F. Chat for Winston Sawyer. R.I.P. to the Yankee great. Yep, he great career. Him, he's his plaque will go right next to Chris Carter's. Um, guys, anything else we want to talk about tonight? Like we said, this is just going to be a quick episode. We're really going to start getting into things in terms of free agency and what the Yankees' next move is. But it's, I'm going to yeah, reply to every. Who the hell knows what free agency looks like and who's going to be a free agent, right? Maybe everyone just starts releasing everyone and everyone just disbands his organizations and just starts playing checkers. Like, I don't know. Like, because no one's going to want to spend money. I'm going to reply in all our own tweets saying announce DJ until yeah. they actually you're, do you're it. You're going to be one of those dudes with like the hoodie uh, profile <laughs> pics. It's, <just> like... <laughs> it's like resign DJ. Resign DJ. Resign DJ. DJ. He's going to have a username, resign DJ 2021. Basically. Resign DJ 2020, and he'll also have, like, his favorite team's name and record in his profile. (laughs) New York Yankees, zero zero and zero. Hashtag NBA Twitter, hashtag this Twitter, hashtag this Twitter, hashtag this team. It's going to be me. Dude, you know what? Uh, Agency is going to be really 
really awful to watch this year. So yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it really is going to be weird. Like I, I've, I keep saying, like, all right, let's do this free agency episode. And I'm like, well, let's really hold back a little bit because yeah. I, I have no idea. I, who, I, especially who were, with the, after, like, the, the Brad hand thing made me say like, okay, like let me hold off. Let me hold off on this. You know, like this, this shit's going to be weird. This uh, is going to be like the slowest developing free agency market of like modern it'll either times. be the slowest developing one or everything's going to happen right away. Mhm. Yeah, I could see because that. Because teams are not going to want to wait around, I feel like. I just feel like it's the same shit we talked about like with Machado and Harper where they were still waiting to be signed like 2 weeks before spring training like Spring training gets started for uh when um Harper was signed Harper signed. Like, I don't know, it's just with all the teams having lost money, I feel like it, it it could get really bad. Like we were all kind of thinking like there's going to be a strike sometime in the next couple of years. And I feel like it, players are obviously still still want to get paid. I, I feel like it just get really bad. Yeah. There's a, but, there's a possibility. Good. I mean, look guys, Rob Manford has this under control. Nothing to worry about. Everything's gonna be fine. Rob Rob Manfred's drugged out. Rob Manfred is the greatest. Rob Manfred has free agency about as under control as he did his voice during the oh, uh, World Series. Dude. I was. It, it almost sounded like he was talking like he was like extremely cold, or I I, I don't know. He definitely was probably on a lot of drugs. I mean, so, either that or he had a blood alcohol level of. I was gonna say, they were in Texas, so if he was extremely cold, he probably was on a lot of drugs. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, but before we go, just wanted to shout out Kevin Cash, overthinking the game. <laughs> Talk about this all the time. These analytics are great. Analytics are extremely useful, but they're they don't they shouldn't overtake managing a, a game, watching a game. Man, sometimes you sometimes you got to manage with your heart. Sometimes you got to mm-hmm. let your Cy Young winning pitcher just go out there and shut down a great lineup when, Dude, when he's, he's got it up tonight. Just, you just gotta look, man, because you, you like just look like people always used to say Girardi had his head in the binder. Like Kevin Cash, just look at the game. This dude is like mowing yeah. them down. Like it's the sixth inning, but it's pretty remarkable. You watch the playback again. Blake Snell was openly pissed off. He was annoyed. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I, if I were Blake Snell, I'm asking for a trade. Yo, get me the fuck out of yeah. here. You guys are gonna do this? Say, like, no, the shit, no, the Rays like, aren't gonna pay you. Like they're not gonna pay up. You're already on. Yeah. A super team friendly deal, and you want to sign up? Like, you might as well get the fuck out of there. And it's funny because I'm like, I'm really not that high on Snell, and I really think it's because the Yankees just always rip him. Yeah, and have just ripped him so many. Like his Cy Young year, I think his only bad starts that year were against the were Yankees. against the Yankees. It was like and every they other even start that he was bad. Awesome. He just would throw like a hundred pitches. In yeah, four and two. And then in. I would I mean, just see highlights of him facing any other team. I'm like, damn, this guy looks pretty good. Yeah. Wow. The Rays, too, though, are, like, much more likely to pull you out after, like, five innings or six innings. Like, so I feel like that kind of, like, fucks with the perception of him maybe where it's just like, well, it's, you know, he's going to go 100 pitches, but they're not letting him go three times through the lineup. So how far is he really going to pitch into the game? Yeah. Like, yeah. On, a, on a serious note, though, and this will be, like, one of the last things we say, it will be interesting to see because as much as shit we, we give Kevin Cash, he is a very good manager, and it will be interesting to see over the years – if he does learn from that, if he does kind of like mm. look back and maybe like, in I don't know, a couple of years, whenever, and kind of maybe say to himself like, hey, maybe I should have just stuck with this start. Because, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of these baseball guys are so stubborn that maybe yeah. he says, no, that was the right move. I would do that 10 out of 10 times. Or maybe he kind of rethinks things and says, 
shit, man. I should like how do I not? I, I should. My I, you know, I, looking back on it, I should have. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, like, but that's the thing. You know, he's a just still a generally young manager. Like, it's going to be interesting to see if he learned from that. I would because say if that's Rays, part of being a manager. That's part of being not a manager of the Rays anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. The Rays, you have to give them credit because, like, and they're pretty widely given credit throughout the league as being like an incredibly smart organization. Like, they probably wouldn't make it anywhere near the World Series without the analytics and things like that. But there's, I mean, it's interesting, especially because there's like a parallel discussion that could be had as it relates to Aaron Boone. But that's you know for another day. <laughs> Shut up, G. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> no, but serious, and just like one more thing. The fact that it, if that was a game seven, I could honestly see that more. It's like, all right, winner take all. This is how you've gotten there this year. This is how you're set up. Fine, go for it. But it's like it was a game six. Even if you did get through that game, you just had to get, make your bullpen get like 11 or 12 outs, and now you have to play another game seven tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And obviously bullpen guys aren't as effective when you've pitched the day before, and you obviously were going to throw out your best bullpen guys, right? You threw out Anderson, you're going to throw out Castillo. I mean, I could even, even have seen it if it was game six and the Rays were winning. Yeah, exactly. They were thinking, pull Snell out now so that even if we don't win this game, he might be able to pitch an inning tomorrow because tomorrow is game seven. I don't know. I mean, hindsight, it looks worse. Uh, but like Anderson had given up even a run game, of seven though. straight appearances, <laughs> though. So, like, if you're going to pull him out, I will say bringing in Anderson was the dumbest decision. Like, like that even one. Even if you're going to take out Snell, put in one of your good relievers, not the guy who's consistently been bad in the playoffs. He, mm-hmm. he, he gave up a run in seven or eight straight appearances. It took, like, it took him six pitches to give the Dodgers. I was going to say, yeah, like the, 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 the Dodgers were scoring runs like six or seven pitches later right. after that move. So, like, it looks that much worse. Yeah, it's. Definitely going to go down as one of the worst moves one of, the dumbest of all time yeah. in the World Series. But So, thank you, Kevin Cash. I appreciate that. Definitely didn't want to ri- the Rays to win the World Series. So, yeah, that'll be it for us tonight. Uh, just want to do a little quick episode. Shout out to Manscaped once again. Happy to be working with them. Uh, use code BABBLE, 20% off. That's B-A-B-B-L-E. Uh, in case you don't know how to spell. Free shipping. And free shipping. So, yeah, for Luigi, for Alex, for G, this was the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. <laughs>